Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, February 1st, 2019, and on today's report I will be talking about Nick Sandman and his heroic non-confrontation with some racist protesters who call themselves black Hebrews, black Israelites, or some such thing, and also one who said he's a Native American and is apparently also a Marine Corps veteran. I refer to Nick Sandman's non-confrontation with the protesters as heroic, simply because he didn't do anything but smile, despite extreme provocation from them, and more importantly, he refused to apologize for what he did not do in an effort to appease those who hate him. I didn't intend to talk about this story because I know you must be tired of hearing about it, but the vicious nature of the way Nick and the other teenagers with him were treated warrant some discussion. Most of what has been popularized by President Trump's tweets as fake news has at least a kernel of truth. The media, acting without regard to truth and integrity, twists the story into one of their own in order to advance their own political agenda. The interesting thing about this story and the thing that made me want to talk about it is, at this time, there isn't even a kernel of truth to the story. Everything the media reported about this non-incident is a total and complete lie without any truth whatsoever. The media used to spin stories to fit their political agenda, but now, apparently, they just make them up or read from a script handed to them by their owners. Could I be exaggerating and misreporting just a series of mistakes? Perhaps the media saw the story and some reporter saw a chance to gain points with his Democrat boss and he jumped the gun and reported it incorrectly. No, in this case, that's not what happened. It's not conceivable that it happened that way. The media, the reporters, the TV talking heads, the networks, the liberal blog sites all had access to all the information I have now, they had it from the beginning. There were actual real-time videos actually taken by the racist protesters, at least an hour's worth of video of the entire event available from the beginning, so it was not a mistake. It was a deliberate lie and an effort to destroy a bunch of totally innocent teenagers in order to advance their vile and wicked political agenda, Nick Sandman the 16-year-old Catholic kid from Covington, Kentucky, Catholic high school that is seen in all the pictures and all the videos, smiling, or as the media reports it, smirking in the face of the Native American, wrote a public statement giving his version of the event in his letter. Nick talks about coming to Washington to attend a pro-life rally with other kids from his Catholic high school in Covington, Kentucky. These kids were together at the Lincoln Memorial to catch the buses that would take them home. While there, they were confronted by some African-American protesters who called these kids, quote, racist, bigots, white crackers, faggots, and incest kids. That's just some of the milder things they shouted at these kids. If you doubt me, just watch the video and you will see and hear because they were being attacked and taunted the kids asked their adult teachers for permission to sing their school song, permission was given. There were no racist overtones to the song whatsoever. Nick said, 
He believed that if he remained motionless and calm, it would diffuse the situation, unfortunately. For Nick and the other kids, his actions were reported differently by the media, which now seems incapable of anything other than lies. He said, I quote, I never understood why either of the two groups of protesters were engaging with us or exactly what they were protesting at the Lincoln Memorial. We were there to meet a bus, not become central players in a media spectacle. This is the first time in my life I've ever encountered any sort of public protest, let alone this kind of confrontation or demonstration, end quote. Well, Nick, let me give you my take on why this happened, you and the other kids, but especially you, because you are the one in the picture. You're the one wearing the hat. You should be reported by the media as casualties of war. You were simply caught in the middle of a conflict that has been raging for some time. This war should probably be referred to as a cultural revolution similar to what happened in China under Mao. To this point, it has not had the murderous results that Mao's cultural revolution has had, but give it time. It's still young. Just as in China, everything normal in our civilization has to be destroyed. All the things that make up Western civilization are old and normal, so they must be destroyed. You, Nick, represent many of those things. So you were just a convenient target that day. You're white, you're male, or should I say toxically masculine, Christian, and worse, Catholic, because that would normally make you pro-life. Those things are hateful to our enemies in this cultural war, so they are the first targets of their destructive rage in this culture war, whether we intend to be here or not. The future of our society and the future of the world that our children and grandchildren will live in is at stake. Many decades ago, big media decided if it could just consolidate into a few hands of like mind, it could eliminate competing views and thereby control the outcome of the struggle. Sometime during the Clinton administration, the regulations preventing media consolidation were removed. So now about five corporations with only five boards of directors, more importantly, five chairmen of those boards control virtually everything you read, see, and hear these five corporations and their owners. And I'm sure they're nameless, faceless billionaires behind it all somewhere, but these five media giants declared war on Western civilization, war on America, on American and Western culture, war on Christianity, and all who oppose them and will not bow to their agenda. And on every normal and decent thing, they declared war, the media, enemy that we face today is in some ways more dishonest than Joseph Goebbels and his ministry of propaganda. Goebbels admitted that he was what he was. He put it right on the door of his building and of his office for all to see. I suppose he was very proud to be Hitler's minister of propaganda. It was his job to propagandize the German people and build support for Hitler and his party, but at least he told the people what they were doing. Today, our Ministry of Propaganda has names on its doors, too. Names such as the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, and many, many others, unfortunately. These well-known media giants can hide in plain sight because for many people, they have the only source of news available, so what they put out forms the reality of many. 
now other corporations, not connected with the media at all except through advertising, have joined forces with the media in this cultural war. Many corporations, including entertainment, transportation, personal use products such as shaving items, have all gone the route of destruction of the normal and the decent. We are all bad, you see, if we don't accept their lying, disgusting, vile view of what this once great civilization should be. We are the enemy and scheduled for destruction. Leading enemy forces in this struggle for the survival of all things normal and decent are most likely a few billionaires wise enough to decide for the rest of us, for the rest of humanity, how we should live, what we should accept as normal and good. Doing the bidding of those people are the media, including traditional media, entertainment, and even some alternative media acting as their shock troops for those who decide our lives for us are the protesters, such as those who confronted Nick and his fellow teenagers, as well as thug groups represented by those such as Antifa and others. The shock troops will almost always be young and enthusiastic, just as they were in Mao's Cultural Revolution. It was teenagers, 20-somethings, who provided Mao's muscle. It didn't seem to bother them at all that an ancient culture was being destroyed and millions were being killed, I suppose, in a land where the individual counts for nothing. The collective counts for everything. That makes perfect sense. It can all be chalked up to the greater good, never mind individual rights, because it's all for the common good. Is this cultural revolution really as bad as Mao's? No. At least I don't think so, but give it a little time, we'll see. The sad thing is, the only way to escape from the destructive path that identity politics has placed us on is to treat each other as individuals, not as members of some group. That, however, would not suit the power lust of those who urge us on our way from Marxist professors to corporal heads to politicians and would-be politicians. They all do it. The hatred and evil expressed by Democrats in their celebrity media toward Nick Sandman must have been hard for him to take, but he stood his ground. He didn't apologize. That makes him my hero of the week. He was threatened with death by celebrities. His family received death threats. So did his school law because he did nothing but stand his ground. Unfortunately, his Catholic bishop and other administrators of the diocese were not as courageous as Nick. They haven't learned yet that a groveling, sniveling apology for something you didn't do only makes you seem weak and pathetic to the enemy. They hate you. They will always hate you. There's nothing you can do about it, so just deal with it and defend those kids, not those who persecute them. In conclusion, folks, not all the news is bad today. Alternative media, which is just a few individuals watching and commenting recognized within hours, not days, weeks, or but hours, that the mainstream media reports were nothing but a pack of lies, and they called them on it. It was very encouraging to watch how people of goodwill came to Nick's defense when the evidence that this was a false story by false people came to light. Maybe that's why so many of these people are being deplatformed by Silicon Valley. Finally, folks, that's not even all the good news. Media is in trouble financially because their ads are not selling. TV, laying off people, websites, liberal websites, blog sites, all laying off people like this people are starting to recognize when they see and hear them who says there's no good news. Oh, and one last thing, don't believe them. Don't believe them ever. 
They wouldn't know the truth if they accidentally stumbled over it. It's all lies, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.